As we remain standing, let us listen for the word of the Lord from Matthew, the 13th chapter, one of the parables of Jesus. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such a great crowd gathered around him that that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no roots, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. But other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone who has ears listen. And later in the same chapter, Jesus goes on to explain the parable of the sower. Here then, Jesus says, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for that which was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, This is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lures of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields it, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Invitation to growth. Last week at the end of the 11 o'clock service, we called up all those kids you saw in the video to be prayed over and sent off in mission. And I had to comment how startling it was as they all filled up the first few steps and I stood behind them I realized nobody could see me (laughs) they have all grown so much when I came here seven years ago as their pastor they were kids and what a joy it's been to watch them grow from children into young people more and more becoming the people God has called them to be. That's what we do at church. We grow together. A few weeks ago, the youth were on mission 
in Nashville and you heard about how they worked at a farm and they learned how to weed and to rake and to do all the other inglorious things that goes into growing food. Hard work. They also had the joy of the harvest at the end. They learned a little bit about what it takes for seeds to grow into plants. Several years ago, we were clearing out a yard, ran alongside a very old sanctuary. It had once been a garden, but it was grown up. I mean, it was grown up years and years. And as the young people cut down the weeds and cleared the paths, right in the middle of it, we discovered a rose bush, a very, very old rose bush that was still blooming. In spite of the neglect, in spite of all the weeds that had grown up around it, that old rose bush had roots in good soil. And it had endured year after year after year, even when no one knew that it was there. Our world's full of examples of growing and how we grow. I think that's one reason this parable is such a popular story in the church. I can't help but think when I hear this story or read this story of the chapel at First Methodist Church in Cleburne, Texas, where I served a student appointment as the associate pastor there. In the chapel above the chancel where the Glory Be window would be was a window of this story. It's a farmer sowing seeds. They had been rescued from the church when it had burned down years ago and had been repaired. And if you sat in the chapel prayerfully meditating on that window, it eventually would come to your attention that when they restored it, they gave the farmer two left feet. And after that, that's all I could think of when I saw that window. But everyone loves this story. Jesus' world was a world that was much more tied to the earth than our lifestyles are in this country today for most all of us. Everyone that Jesus talked to would have been very familiar with the sight of a farmer with a bag draped around his shoulders, grabbing handfuls of seeds and just flinging them as he walked across his field. I have a feeling Jesus may have seen that that morning as he made his way to the seashore to talk to the big crowd of people that had found him. That's what was on his mind. And so he tells this story. I also like to imagine the disciples in this story. They're not mentioned, but you know they're there. And my guess is we're about halfway through the story of Jesus' ministry. I imagine those disciples looked out on that big crowd and said, Oh yeah, we are doing good. We are successful. I'm sure those disciples looked at that big crowd and saw in that an affirmation and a vindication of their own choice and their own decisions to leave everything and follow Jesus. I'm sure in their excitement, 
they thought that that big crowd was surely the proof that the kingdom had come. But also like to imagine Jesus, who looks out at that crowd, no doubt excited, but not nearly as naive as the disciples. <laughs> Jesus knew that crowds could and would turn on him in an instant, a little further down the road. Jesus knew people love you till they don't. Jesus looked out and knew that people always want to come check out the latest buzz, the newest thing. Jesus looked at that big crowd and knew that one day did not tell the story, the whole story, of how people were receiving the good news of the kingdom of God. So he tells this story. Farmer casts seed. Some of it falls on the path, that hard, beaten down part of the earth. Be like throwing seed on a sidewalk. It's easy breakfast for the birds that are always looking for something to eat. Some of them fall on the rocky ground, on the, the edges, where there's little soil. And oh, the seeds germinate very quickly and they pop up because they don't have to fight their way through much dirt or much darkness. But Jesus said when the sun gets high and the heat beats down, they die because there's not enough soil to hold any moisture there. And they disappear as quickly as they appeared. Some of those seeds, Jesus said, fall among the thorns. They don't have a lot of chance because those thorns, those weeds always have had a head start. And they take up all the moisture and they block out the sun. And it's a struggle for the seed to germinate. But, Jesus says, some of those seeds fall exactly where they're supposed to in the good soil. And those seeds turn to plants and those plants provide food and life for countless Isn't that a beautiful story? The sowing of the seeds. Jesus wants to make sure that these disciples that aren't always as sharp as he'd like them to be <laughs> understand this one. So he explains it. Seeds that fall on the path are like people who hear the good news but don't understand it. The people who are like the rocky ground, they hear, they get excited. But then it passes. I grew up in a different tradition uh, than the United Methodist Church. In our church, people could get baptized over and over again. And there was a kid in our youth group that got baptized a lot. And I remember one day getting in the car after baptizing service one Sunday night... And I said to my daddy, well, daddy, so-and-so got saved again. And he looked in the rearview mirror at me and said, don't worry, son, she'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> that happens sometimes in our life. 
Then there are people who are like the seeds that fall among the thorns. There's so many other things in life that it crowds out their intentionality or their interest. Or life is just so hard and cruel and it's too much. <laughs> and their faith gets choked out. Not always by their choices. And then there are those who are like the seed on the good soil. They receive it. And they focus. And God uses them to bear much fruit. And bring people into the kingdom. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up knowing this story very well from my earliest days. And I always thought that Jesus was saying that people fall into one of these four categories. It made sense. It seemed to describe life and it seemed to explain some things. There were people who just didn't believe and follow Jesus. There were people who got excited about it but then weren't. There were people who were committed and life derailed them. There were people that seemed to be strong in their faith and God worked through them in amazing ways. But as I grew older, and I experienced a lot of life myself, and as I witnessed a lot of life in thousands upon thousands upon thousands of parishioners across these decades, I think I had it all wrong. <laughs> I think Jesus is saying to those disciples and to that crowd and is saying to us today that all of us are all those kinds of soil at different moments in our life. We fall into one of those descriptions. All of us are all those kinds of soil. And the good news of this story is, regardless of which kind of soil we are, guess what? The farmer keeps sowing into our life, into the future God wants us to have. And the problem with thinking we're only one of these kinds of soil is that we let ourselves get stuck there. We think, you know, I'm not a kid anymore and I don't quite get this faith thing. We feel like we're the seed that falls on the path and so we decide God just doesn't love me. God can't forgive me. I'll never understand. And we get stuck there and we miss everything that God has for us. Or if we feel that we're the seed that falls on the rocky soil, that we had this great beginning and have kind of fallen off. We get tricked into believing that that wasn't real. <laughs> that our experience with God's love and grace wasn't real because of other things that have happened and we forget that God never leaves us even if we wander off from God. If we feel like we're the seed that falls among the thorns, if we feel like we've let our life 
priorities get out of whack or if we feel like so many things have come upon us at once in our life, hardships and struggles that we've lost our way. We can be deceived into thinking we can't start again. We can't reorder our lives with God at the center. And if we think we're always the good soil, we're really in trouble. If we think we're always the good soil, then we become Pharisees. And we begin to be driven not by love and grace and mercy and compassion, but by rules and self-righteousness. We do harm to people. We do harm to communities. We turn people away from Jesus instead of drawing them in to God's great love and grace. We are all four kinds of soil. And it seems to me that Jesus is saying if we want to be good soil, we always have to be in touch with the fact that we're not always good soil. <laughs> it's in that humility, it's in that honesty with God that we become good soil. And the seeds take root and they grow. And we bear fruit in our lives, the fruit of the Spirit. We draw other people to the love of God. We grow into the likeness of Christ. And we know blessings beyond our imagination. And we become a blessing to the world. May we all accept this invitation to grow into the people God's calling us to be. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.